You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going to be talking about influencer culture. And let's talk about some of the pros and cons of influencer culture. But I also want to talk a little bit about how we could benefit from it, not just from from other people's, that would be the, the benefit, but like how we can benefit from including some of those things that some of the influencers do into our business and our brand and see if that can help bolster our business. But let's just, let me just talk through something real quick. First of all, uh, I I have a few gyms and in those gyms, personal trainers, they come in and they they have a big following. So some of these New York City personal trainers that use my facility and they come in and they work out and they crush their workouts. And then they look at each other and they say to each other, hey, you ready to shoot some content? That's the words they use, ready to shoot some content. And what they didn't do in on some occasions and in some occasion, in many occasions, they, they didn't shoot them doing their actual workout. They instead do some interesting, some cool, and sometimes completely pointless or irrelevant exercise that goes on Instagram or TikTok. And I say that to say this, like the stuff that you see from a lot of the influencers are like, no, you know, like that's, that's not how I work out, but it is much cooler to do these little circle flip moves with a kettlebell. And while the kettlebell's in the air, I do a little pose, I strike a pose, I throw up a dab on them, and then I grab the bell before it lands. And now I have really cool content from a page. And that is true, actually. It's really, that's true. And that's one of the things about kind of being an influencer. They do some cool stuff. So let's get into, first of all, the benefits of influencers and what influencers do on their social media and how that actually helps, maybe helps us, but also potentially helps people. So first of all, uh, let's say this. Number one, they may actually influence people to start exercising. And that's cool. That's something that is significant and needs to be applauded. If you can help people actually start exercising by doing some cool stuff, and maybe they run and they try to do some of this cool stuff, but I don't think they do. I mean, I watch people do cool stuff and I go, I can't do that or I don't want to do that. So I can't imagine what people who don't really exercise that much think. They think they're going to run out and start doing that. And granted, uh, that's not always the case, but they, it's possible. Let's influence people to start exercising. So I'm cool with that. I like that. I'm a big fan of that. But number two, they may show some really cool exercises that within your program fit the client that you're working with or multiple clients that you're working with. It can just It's an exercise that fits that you haven't thought about or it's a cool new look or a cool take or an actual progressive version or a regress version of an exercise that you go, that is brilliant. And then you put that into your own program. I I love that. And I think that that's an incredible benefit to following some of the influencers. There, There's actual real potential to pull good content from it. 
Number three on the benefits of influencers, and I've just put four under each of these topics that we're going to talk about. So number three is that it's entertaining. And let's be honest, like you could be watching some show or you could be watching some people work out. And I am entertained by watching people work out, which is weird because that's how I spend the majority of my days <laughs> watching people work out. And then I go, all right, I'm exhausted from watching people work out. Let me sit down, open up my Instagram account and watch more people work out. But I do because it's entertaining. And then number four, some of the benefits of, of influencers is they may provide pointers on how we can brand and provide our own content. I think this is a big question I get from trainers a lot. Like, what, what do I put on my social media? What, what can I do to draw people in? Well, influencers are kind of giving you a little bit of what it is that you could be doing. You can take a, uh, a page out of their book and say, okay, well, this is what they're doing. And you can even watch and say, oh, I can see on these days, if you notice the days they post, the really good ones will have a different kind of topic to go into each one and each day. And then sometimes you'll see patterns appear on the page. I don't know. Like, I think that's cool. It looks cool on the page. It doesn't make any decision whether or not I follow somebody, but I do think it looks cool if people have the patterns on their page. But what it does do is it says, okay, well, you know that that it's workout Wednesday for this trainer and flexible Friday for, for that same trainer and it's motivational Monday. And so you've got these kind of topics or these columns that, that give you ideas. Oh, maybe Maybe I'll, I can do a Motivation Monday and a Workout Wednesday and a, a, a Flexibility Friday and start providing content on your own. So that's some of the benefits of following some influencers. Well, what are some of the cons of influencers? And and, and here's, a, here's one, the first one, that exercises don't create change. So they do cool exercises, but exercises don't create change. The programs do. How you put exercises together is what actually helps to create change. And so if you have a cool exercise, cool exercises aren't going to change anything in your client's life. What's going to change is the program that you put together for your clients. And I think it's very important for us as fitness professionals to understand the value of designing programs and putting our exercise selection on with a critical eye and then putting those exercises together into a microcycle, mesocycle, macrocycle so that we can work with our clients. All right, that's that's number one. Um, potential cons of influencers, number two. So this one's kind of interesting. Often cool looking exercises may not actually be any good or at least not for our clients in the place that they are physically and within the program that they're working on. So some of these exercises they do, though cool, don't matter to us. That's like watching uh, my friend, Jesse Greff. When I watch her just as an influencer, an American Ninja Warrior, and I watch her do stuff and it's incredibly fun. So I will say I like the idea of having fun with our clients. But when I watch her do things, like a lot of the things that she does aren't really applicable to my clients um, for a multitude of reasons. One, because she's incredibly strong, and that may not be what my clients can do. The ability for her to pull up and do some of the flips that she does and all the cool content she has on her page. I love watching Jesse Graff. But 
that's for me. That's for my entertainment. That is not necessarily an exercise that will fit into my client's programming. All right. Here's number three, maybe the most important one, maybe the most important one, but big followings on social media usually mean nothing, nothing. They mean nothing to the vast majority of people that produce content. It means nothing except maybe that you have followers and you provide value to them. You provide value to them, but also you should know, because if you're on social, you've probably been DM'd. Would you like to buy some followers? I can get you new followers. Would you like some followers? I had a guy that I was working with. And then when I stopped working with him, I remember his like maybe a thousand followers. And within a month, he had 13,000 followers, 13,000 followers. It wasn't because he was suddenly producing such incredible content that he gained 12,000 followers that month. That's not it. That's not it. So the truth of the matter is when I go and I watch somebody that has, uh, we call a micro influencer. So they're not hundreds of thousands of followers or millions of followers, but they have followers. But the micro influencers have followers that are of value. So here's another point of why it means nothing, which is if you don't engage with your audience to provide valuable content, it's just a personal page with some fitness stuff on it. It's not a business page. It's not a calling card platform for you. It's just a mix of stuff. And when you have a mix of stuff that doesn't really make sense and doesn't provide value to people that follow you, then you lose people. I also know people that get very upset. Very upset. I've lost followers today. I lost followers. Some people stopped following me. <laughs> you lost followers. Well, let me point something out to you. A lot of times followers are bots. And so what they do is they follow you and then you go, oh, who followed me? Let me follow you back. And you follow them back and then they immediately unfollow you. They're bots. You're going to get a boost of people that follow you and then suddenly delete you as somebody that they follow. And the reason they do that, and there are these bots that do it that allow you to get followers, which is what some of these, let me help you buy followers. This is what they do. They create these bots that like people that have similar hashtags and interests and blah, blah, blah. And then they look at your page and say, who followed me? And they go, oh, this is a fitness person. I like their content. And they follow you back. And then suddenly uh, they're no longer following you, but you don't know that. And then you just see people that were following you and now suddenly you're losing people. Here's the other thing. When you produce content that is valuable to you and is valuable to your audience, then forget all the other people that unfollow you. There's a reason they're not following you because you're not providing the content for them. But there's a reason that people do follow you is because the content that you provide is of value to them. So you should consider that if you're going to produce content, you are producing value. And in order for you to do this, you should design your page, whatever page that is, whether it's your TikTok or Instagram, it doesn't mean that you can't put personal stuff on it. It just means that now I'm getting letting you see a little bit of who I am as a family man, maybe when I show pictures of my kids. But 
my content is fitness content. And then there are a few things that draw you in to the not fitness kind of human dad uh, relationship part of it where you can look at it and be like, oh man, maybe I like that guy even more. And some people are going to be like, oh, deleted because I don't want to see pictures of that guy with his family. I just want to know what the straightest anterior does. And in that case, bye to you too. All right. So I am going to put a few pictures of my family, but my page is a business page for the most part. Fourth thing. So like I said, there are going to be four things under each one. This is potential cons of influencers. And it is this. People with big followings don't necessarily benefit financially from those followings um, at all. I mean, some do, but most don't. Most people don't have a means of creating a financial benefit from a large following. And that's why your engagement with your audience is valuable. How many likes lowest on the totem pole? How many shares? How many saves are huge? Why are shares and saves so huge? Because that's a lot more valuable than somebody scrolling through and liking what you did with a little double tap. When they save it, they want to come back to it. When they share it, they want other people to see it. And that is valuable to the algorithm. I like how I said that. And people don't know how to financially benefit from it. So people say, oh, I'm a personal trainer and I have a huge following. And people say, okay, well, how much business, how much more training do you get from that? And if you don't know how to engage an audience on social, then you're going to have a hard time changing and shifting people from just following you to actually being a consumer of your content, but being a consumer of your services. And that's what you want to start shifting towards. All right, so kind of the third thing. So we talked about benefits of influencers, some of the cons of influencers, but now let's talk about how it benefits personal trainers to create a social media content page for their fitness branding. How does it benefit you to, to do this? And I'll say first off, you need to provide valuable content to a specific audience. And what you have to do before you provide that content to a specific audience is one, you have to identify who your audience is. You need to know who it is that you're talking to. And then you also need to know what content you know enough about to share that is of value to that audience. So providing valuable content for specific audience. Identify your audience and then make sure that you have content that you can provide. And a lot of times people get a little um, iffy with this where they go, I, I just don't know enough or I don't have enough ideas and I don't have enough content. Remember, that's one of the benefits of following other influencers to give you ideas, not to steal their stuff, but to give you ideas of how you can create your own. But what I want you to do is I want you to look through and I want you to see how valuable that content is and is it just valuable so that you double tap it and like it or are they producing content where you save it so you can go back and look at it or it's so good that you want somebody else that you know in your fitness network to hear and see this content and then you can pass that on and that's the stuff that you need to say okay let me take that out of my head i'm gonna put that in my back pocket and that's the kind of stuff 
That's not what you're copying, but that's the kind of stuff that you want to provide. All right. Number two under how this benefits personal trainers to create social media content is create a posting schedule with topics or content columns. That's what they call this content columns and try to stick with it. And that's the hardest thing for me to do. Like I had my content column set out where I would do certain things. And this would be my weekly thing that I do for my Instagram. And I just don't spend as much time posting content and doing work on Instagram for a couple of reasons. One, um, I draw really not much business from my Instagram content. Uh, I, I don't seek business to my personal training business. I don't, I don't, it's not how I get my personal training business through Instagram. Uh, and if I did, it would only be through virtual because a lot of people that follow me don't live in the neighborhood that I train in. So if I have, I have thousands of followers and unless you want to do virtual training with me, then training with me doesn't matter. And so I'm producing content, but I can provide nothing for you. And that's why I can't benefit or other trainers don't benefit from it. But if you create these schedules with topics, you can produce content, you can elevate the, the value of your content for the people that follow you. And then you can start monetizing that by doing either online training, by providing um, a firewall amount of content, whether that's like a OnlyFans page of your fitness content, or whether it is a Kajabi platform with educational content that you provide on something you know really well, like here are the Kettlebell Basics programs by such and such you, the trainer. All right. Number three in this, the benefits of the personal trainer is that you are able to engage your audience and you can ask questions or request that they comment on the things that you post. Because a lot of times we put stuff in our, our feed and we'll say, we just write a little something in there and do your little hashtag thing, but you don't, you don't engage by saying, um, you know, here's a question at the end of it. What are your thoughts on this? Or uh, comment if you whatever. And then you start to get people to go, oh, okay. He wants to comment. And when you comment, respond back. That's the second part. You have to engage with the comments. You have to engage with those comments. And as you engage with those comments, you become almost like social media friends with the people that follow you because they're the ones that are going to always send you a little something for the content that you produce. And you're always going to respond back to them. And it's fun. You feel like you start to get to know people within this social media world. And once you do that, the comment engagement can help provide inspiration for the next post. So through engaging with people in the comments, you'd be like, oh, maybe I'm gonna to speak to this because they brought this up or they asked that question. Let me do a post about it. And so your engagement actually can help you produce more content for what you're working on. And then the other thing, the fourth thing, this is the last comment, which is promote yourself, promote your business, and define and refine your brand. You need to identify these things. It is, it is good to promote your business. Nobody's going to see your content. And when you actually say, hey, does anybody want to do virtual training with me? People are like, oh, I can't believe they asked for if I wanted to do that. People that you engage with really well might actually be like, oh, I didn't even know that you provided that. And I'm so happy you do. I'm going to inquire about it. So 
there you're promoting yourself. You're promoting your business. And now it's about defining and refining who you are in your brand and what you can provide for people. And I think that is a benefit. So I want to shout out to Olivia who wanted me to talk about influencer culture versus working with a personal trainer. And I think that there are benefits that we can take from influencer culture, but there are also some cons to influencer culture. But there are ways that we can benefit by influencing people, even on a small level, not a macro level. We're not hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of followers, but the followers whose uh, that your content means a lot to. And that's who you're providing the content for. All right. With that being said, I want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you have questions, you want to reach out to me, you can do so. Instagram's where I'm most active. So you can reach out at dr.rickrichie or you can email me at rick.richie at nasm.org. Like, subscribe, share, send this to people. If this is a social media content, this might be one that you want to send to your friends in the fitness room then make sure that they know about it. I appreciate it. If you could go in and also leave comments on the show, whatever platform you're in, whether it's uh, the Google Play or the Apple platform, if you're watching this on YouTube, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll see you on the next one. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.